Hello and welcome, Statesman viewers. It's great to be back. Last year, we brought you guys a podcast as part of our Hoopla special issue. I'm glad to say that it is back and here to stay this time around. I'm Mike Anderson, the editor of the sports section here, and today I am pleased to bring on our first guest. He's become a household name amongst the Stony Brook football fans, um, a man with many names, many positions, many highlights to boot. It's Carthel Flowers Lloyd. Welcome, Carthel. Appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, Carthel. You grew up in Syracuse, New York. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you got into football. Um... So, yeah, right. Uh, I'm Syracuse, New York, born and raised. Um, both of my parents are from Florida, so that's kind of strange. Uh, a lot of one thing about Florida is that they breed athletes, and I come from a, a athletic background. Um, football is just tradition for me when people ask. So, uh, I wasn't a basketball player. It's not in my blood. So uh, I took full, full, full ride with, uh, with football and uh, I'm the youngest sibling of five, four boys, one sister, and I'm the youngest boy. So, you know, being a football player, that kind of built the toughness in it. Uh, my oldest sibling was All-American wrestler, and wow. yeah, wrestling with him wasn't, wasn't, wasn't pretty good. So I <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome, man. Um, and you said you were the youngest, right? So you were like the run to the litter. You were number six out of six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was rough, man. I was the, the youngest, youngest boy. Uh, I got a younger sister. Uh, she played basketball. Um, a very good cook. She went to school for culinary arts. So, oh wow. Yeah, chase that. Now she's um, I'm working for Delta. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Um, now did you ever get to play alongside any of them, or any of them close enough in age to you? Um. Yeah. So. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know, and this is, this is probably the first time I actually said it. Um, my, one of my older brothers actually wore 17 and he was a a senior and I was a sophomore and, um, he actually got hit by a car his senior year and wasn't able to play. Yeah. Wasn't able to play. He's still a lot of things like that, but as far as career with football was, um, was cut short and, uh, he wore 17, so for me, when I got to Stony Brook, they had 17 available. Uh, I wore nine at Eastern Michigan, and I wanted something different. And mm-hmm. for him, uh, after my sophomore year of high school, it was just always, you know, trying to make him happy, you know, live his his career through me, things like that. So having a 17 on my back is is, is, is bigger than the name that's on the back of my jersey. It's, it's the number in the name now, you know. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, now – Speaking of Eastern Michigan, we saw on your player bio for Eastern Michigan that you went by Carthel Flowers at the time. Uh, it says your full name is Carthel A. Flowers. Uh, you still go by Carthel Flowers on Instagram and some other social media platforms. So when and why did you start double barreling your last name? And uh, and where does Flowers come from? Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, my, my, my biological dad uh, has the last name Flowers, and I have actually have two siblings, younger siblings on that side, and um, two older siblings also. But I was raised by my stepdad, and that's the Lloyd in the, in the jersey. So the, the yeah, yeah, the Flowers part, uh, you know, is just honestly to the, the, the keep them in my circle, the Flowers part of my family in my circle, uh, younger siblings and older siblings on that side. 
uh, family members and cousins also. But Deloitte is like, you know, what, what, what the biggest, the, the, the thing, you know, um, when, I there, when I was at Easter, I came in and I was determined. I was like, you know, coach, I want Deloitte on the back of my jersey. And 2017, Easter didn't, uh, 2016, Easter didn't have names on the back of jerseys. Mm. So when I came in 17, that was the first year that they had names on the back of the jerseys and he put the light on the back of the jersey for me. So that was, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. There were limited pictures of you at Eastern Michigan, you know, like on the Stony Brook athletics website, there's a slideshow of all the athletes on uh, Eastern Michigan. It's just one picture of you. So I, I didn't get to see the, uh, <laughs> the back of the uniform. Um, but why don't we elaborate a little bit more on your Eastern Michigan career? Um, so obviously you had a really successful high school career at Nottingham high in, uh, in Syracuse, uh, three-time captain in football. You also lettered in both track and basketball so how much did those other sports help you improve as an athlete? Yeah. Um, when, it, when it comes to sports, I have a class right now that talks about like uh, uh, specific sports, I think, or I forgot what the word it, it, it uses, but it's like athletes that uh, work on one, one sport, how less likely they are to be able to experience how athletic they are with different, different sports. And for me, um, it was big. I was like the youngest, youngest child. So I had a brother that wrestled, I had a brother that played basketball. He was pretty good at basketball. Then I had another brother that played football. He was, he wasn't that good, but he played football. So everybody did different things. And for me, I was like, you know, I want to do something that, that I like to do. I liked football. Um, I really didn't like basketball. I never played basketball until eighth grade. Okay. Didn't play, didn't play grade. And then track was just like, you know, who, who doesn't want to go out there and run? And me, it was getting me better every, every year. And it just helped me. It helped me a lot. Uh, coming out of high school, I had colleges come to my my track events. Like, Syracuse came up there, watched me. Boston College came up there, watched me. Okay. So, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Awesome. <laughs> now, um, obviously, you capitalized on your high school career, right? You went D1, uh, Eastern Michigan University, an FBS school, might I add. Uh, you were there for four total years, 2017 to the spring of 2021. Um, what was your experience like there? Yeah, Eastern Michigan is a, is a, is a phenomenal, phenomenal place. It's a great place. Uh, it was like homey, homesy for me. Um, built a lot of relationships up there. Uh, coach Creighton, Chris Creighton is a, a great coach, and I met a lot of a lot of lifetime friends there. Um, as far as football, um, I played special teams. I was dominant special teams player all four phases for yeah. four years, mm -hmm. and I think I had thirty six career tackles before around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, that's a lot of tackles for somebody that's specific on only on special teams. You know, I. I I think I was caught maybe four onside kicks in my career there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's front incredible. Front line. So um, I just, I just, whatever anybody throws at me, whatever my job is, I'm just going to do that. And the last year for COVID, um, I actually got my position moved and I got a different position coach. And it was actually the guy that recruited me. So, um, you know, he was just like, we had a COVID year. We had six games. He was like, I'm going to give you a shot. We're going to see what you can do. And he moved me to the boundary safety, and I felt comfortable, and it, it worked out. 
made a couple of big plays over there. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I had to do what's best for me. Uh, I had two years of eligibility left. I already I became what Eastern Michigan alumni. So <laughs> I was already set there. And, you know, I got closer to home now being here. Absolutely. Um, now, as a Syracuse boy, did you ever consider trying to, you know, go to Syracuse? I mean, you just said that they were actually showing up to your uh, to your track and field events. Yeah. Um, another story. <laughs> OK, now go ahead. So uh, my coach, uh, rest in peace, Coach uh, Reed, Fred Reed, he was my uh, last position coach at Eastern Michigan. Wow. He coached at Syracuse University in 2015, 2016, I want to say. Mm. And uh, I believe the head coach there at the time was Scott Schaefer. And they recruited me. They, they watched me uh, since sophomore year when I played a little corner. He was a cornerback coach there. I played a little corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> there and uh i remember going into my junior year he told me he was like you know you're you're a great player and lord knows if i happen to get fired from here wherever i go i'm gonna find you and i i'm young i'm like okay 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 he's not gonna get fired i'm going to syracuse like i literally had in my mind that i was going to syracuse yeah. uh, i was recruited heavily by boston college too at the time so uh, i was like i'm staying home um and my senior year going into my senior year the whole coaching staff got fired Wow. Coach staff got fired. Scott Schaefer went to Middle Tennessee. Uh, Fred Reed went to Eastern Michigan. I think another coach went to Boston College. And oh. this time I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to Boston College. Like, I think I'm going to Boston College. I know I'm going there. So I got a mysterious call one day getting ready for summer camp my senior year. And it was Coach Fred Reed. And he was like, hey, it's Coach Reed from Eastern Michigan. And I'm like, I know who you are, Coach. I didn't know you Michigan, he was like, yeah, uh, long story short, he was a straightforward guy. And he said, listen, we want to give you a scholarship. And I was like, and my dad was right there. He goes, we're committing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> free free education, football. <laughs> Take it. So that's how that happened. Um, An easy decision. Easy, easy. A great coach, great energy, love playing for him. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, now, as a New York native, uh, just what is it like being able to play Division One football so close to home? Yeah, it's 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 been fun. Honestly, it's been fun. I feel like I was a, a snail in the shell being at Eastern Michigan. A lot of family members and things wasn't able to come out and, and check me out. The closest we played was Buffalo, and that was my summer year. And um, I think I had about 25 people literally show up to that game, teachers included. Yeah, it was wow. it was, it was, it was packed. And uh, last season we played against Colgate. That's about 45 minutes away from home. I think I had about 15, 16 people come to that game. Uh -huh. So we're, we're, we're I know uh, I talked to my high school coach for the U Albany game. A lot of guys are supposed to be coming out there. I think they're traveling the varsity football team to that game. So oh. wow, yeah, awesome. yeah been a fun experience you know especially yeah. being able to play and doing what i'm doing here um yeah yeah <laughs> and you know speaking of what you're doing here uh ever since you you've arrived at stony brook you've been an electric playmaker for this defense uh last year you racked up nine tackles for loss three sacks two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery all while playing seemingly every single position on the field. Um, just what is it about you that separates you from the rest of the pack? Um, 
I think just my motor, honestly. I think my motor, um, my willingness to win. Like a lot of people I go through injuries and stuff like that. I, you would never see that I'm going through an injury pretty much because I won't let myself come out in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want any weakness. And I just go out there every day expecting for greatness. And I tell guys all the time, well, listen, man, I, I want to win no matter how. We can win by one point, two point conversion. Like I literally want to win every day. And being here, the coaches just utilize me. They know what to the, the, the do for me to make a play. They know where to put me. Um, playing against Rhode Island the first game, my dad actually, which is crazy, my dad actually went to to the same high school as Rhode Island's uh, wide receivers coach yeah. in Miami. And he came, came up to my dad at the game and was like, hey, man, I did not know that that was your son. He was like, listen, we were scouting him the whole week. He said, we were scouting him the whole week. And, you know, we knew he played the rover. And then they switched him to a D lineman on that third play of the game, and he, touched, and he gets a touchdown, strip sack, strip sack touchdown. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, they here they just put me in the best position that I can be in to to make those plays. So it's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing. Sure, and you know, it's really only gotten better for you now in year two. Uh, you know, obviously, you're touching up on the uh, the strip sack, scoop and score to start the scoring for us this year, but. You've also got five and a half tackles for loss in just two games. Um, you know, obviously, again, started the scoring. Uh, just what has been going right for you this year in 2022? I mean, did you put in more work this year? Are you more bought into to playing more snaps at the Rover? What, what's been going on? Yeah, uh, pretty much the the whole summer uh a lot of a lot of working a lot of lifting a lot of extra things coach was big on the specifics as far as getting extra this off season i was one of those guys that worked on core uh i was running on the treadmill trying to literally run trying to make sure i was indoor for uh, the game in the season but uh you know just just the coaches put me in a great positions that i can be in um i feel like i'm a lot faster than a lot of old linemen well, I know I'm a lot faster than a lot of old linemen. So when they put me against old linemen, you know, I'm, I'm making my best move, whether that's rush or, you know, jabbing inside and doing whatever that, whatever I got to do to get there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, um, I feel like I'm a, a, a good, good tackler. I won't say great, but I, I believe that I'm a good tackler. So whenever I grab cloth and I got you, I got you. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you're a big hitter that's for sure um and you're you know in this sense you're a confusing player to analyze right because you're listed as a defensive back on the website which is very nondescript uh <laughs> for you know to, to real diehard football fans you know like oh, is he a corner free safety strong safety um i remember you playing outside the numbers last year getting some snaps at cornerback um I, you know, on your 247 sports bio, you're listed as a cornerback. Uh, you listed yourself as a safety in your TikTok bio. Uh, you're built like a safety, right? And here you are playing edge rusher. So, like, how do you classify yourself? What are you? Um, multi-position. Just an athlete. Just, just a football athlete. player. Yeah, just a football player, literally. Um. I played in high school, which was a long time ago. I played corner, so I know a little little bit of corner there um, at Eastern Michigan. 
they played a lot of man free, a lot of zero man. So I was able to cover, I uh, played our, our Rover position here. Um, I played the boundary safety in my last year at Eastern Michigan. So I know a little bit, not, not a little bit. Like it was, I honestly felt very comfortable there. Um, everything was really in front of me just to make a tackle. Um, and here is, it's, 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 you know, just putting this guy in the best position that he could be in. He's when, it, when he gets there, he doesn't like my coach is saying now, you know, uh, just, just, just trust the process and, just expect everybody in front of you to do their job and you just do your, your, so when, when they do their job and I do mine, you know, tackles for loss and strip sacks, strip sacks happen. <laughs> yeah. Strip sacks, scooping score against ranked teams on opening night. Uh, now we saw a picture of you on your, uh, on your Eastern Michigan bio. Um, and, you know, obviously you were in the shape that a D1 athlete is supposed to be in. But but just looking at you now, you know, you're clearly bigger. Uh, just, w- I, I guess, elaborate more on that routine, you know, that that you've uh, that you had to go through to to get yourself, you know, more bulked up. Obviously, I guess you're playing a little more linebacker now. It's more of a necessity. So, you know, what have you done just to to help, you know, pack on a few? OK, Um so, so one thing about Stony Brook is that they make you eat in the morning. They give you some breakfast sandwiches in the morning. And I think at Eastern, that was one of the, the things that I uh, lacked on. Uh, I really didn't have to go up and block defeat and things like that at Eastern. Uh, it was a DB oriented thing. And uh, here, uh, I got to get more handsy. I got to get my hands on people. I got to dip rip and, and shed blocks and things like that. So, uh, for me, it was just like my dad always told me, listen, man, you got to stop eating a lot of candy. I, I love candy. I eat a lot oh, of candy. Yeah, <laughs> they're guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said you, you can't do that. So I had to slow down on my candy. And, and then uh, um, I got a rice cooker. I actually got a rice cooker. So one of my favorite meals to make right now, I, I can I, I can chef a little something up. But it's right. <laughs> uh, rice gravy and chicken with my, my grains on the side. So that's. Uh, a go-to meal would be some nice route, eat some Chinese food. When I was at Eastern, that would be the only meal or a piece of pizza. So here, you know, I just really took into my my my, my body composition, uh, lower body fat, more muscle mass, uh, doing what I do in the weight room, extra work. Uh, big thing that we do here is uh, power clean. We do a lot of power clean here. At Eastern, when I was there, we really didn't do. We did a lot more, um, like, scale stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. That makes sense. All right. So now we're going to transition into a little bit more about your personal life now as an adult. Um, so I saw on your Instagram that you're a Dolphins fan. That's tragic because I'm a Jets fan. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, if I weren't afraid that you'd beat my ass, I'd talk some trash to you about uh, about the Dolphins. But uh, they're two and zero. Oh. Um, so you know, having said all that, uh, they've they've given you quite the start to the year, right? Very fun week too. I was watching that game. I was playing against the Ravens defensive fantasy, so I kind of found myself a Tua fan for a little. Uh, how did you become a Dolphins fan growing up in Syracuse? I, I guess it was mom and dad being from Florida, right? Yeah, my uh, my my dad is a Miami Miami hard. He's he's, he's Miami everything. Um, my favorite basketball player was my uh, I said Miami uh, Dwayne Wade. I'm a big Dwayne Wade fan. Can't nobody can tell me that yeah. he's not one of the greatest shooting guards things in that nature. He's he's uh, goaded. Um, <laughs> as far as 
uh, the Miami Dolphins. I was a big Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown fan. Their offense back then was ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, we 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 did pretty good uh, okay. when I was. Um, you know, I tell I wasn't born in this time, but a lot of people uh, ask me about Miami Dolphins, and I tell them that Miami Dolphins are actually the only team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl undefeated. You yeah. know, yeah. so perfect I, season. I got, I got some bragging rights. All right, um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Guess I can't hold that over your head. Um, you know, if only they had won a Super Bowl with Marino, but that's neither here nor there, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so. You did name uh, Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown. Obviously, for those of you who remember back in, what was it, 2008? They won the division pretty much just direct yeah. snapping it to, to Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams all year round with a former Jet quarterback. Yep. Yep. Jet Pennington, baby. All right. So were there any uh, other Dolphins players that you looked up to? I mean, considering the fact that you play every position, I can think of like Jason Taylor or uh, uh, oh, who was a good Dolphins defensive back. They had Vontae Davis and Sean Smith for a little while. That was sort of before they got famous, you know. Yeah. But were there any players that you looked up to? Um, I feel like I had to get out of the offensive side um, when I got, like, older. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was, I always wanted to be a running back, wide receiver thing in the nature, but I didn't like getting hit. So... <laughs> But about when I about time I got older, it was more like a Avante Davis thing. Um, you had Ray Lewis still in the NFL, so it was Miami Dolphins was my team. But I really like a lot of different defensive players around the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then my my one of my cousins, he got picked up by the Buffalo Bills um, in 2015, 2016. So what was his name? Uh, Morel Noel. He okay. played. Yeah, he played for Wake Forest, and then he got a free agent at Buffalo Bills. I believe it was 20, 2015, 2016. So I uh, had a little favoritism over there for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, I, I, I got you. I got you. I understood. Rex Ryan was there too. So um, anyway, so you wear your heart out on your sleeve when you play. Uh, it's very obvious. You know, very energetic guy. Um, you carry it around everywhere. You've brought it to this, uh, to this interview right here. Even after the loss at Rhode Island, you know, you came to the press conference in a very positive mood. Uh, just what is it that keeps you going emotionally? Um, for me, I just, I just know where I come from. Uh, I'm very humble. No matter, no matter any situation that I go through, whether it's player of the week, uh, um, student, student, student athlete of the week I just got that you know and I yeah. just to, to remind myself that you know things can be accomplished especially where I came from um uh one of the biggest things for me I mentioned at the the press conference was uh I had two family two family members that passed away in 2014 2014 that was like really really big to me uh, I got their names tatted on my shoulder here um my next neighbor uh, which was like a little sister. She was, she was, yeah, she was huge to me. She passed away at six with carbon monoxide. So that was, that was, that was heartbreaking. I was on my way to a scrimmage, my first running back series in high school. And uh, she had passed away that morning. And then my uncle who trained me my junior year of high school, it was, I was like trying to get big. I was, I didn't have any muscles going into my, my junior year, senior year. And he worked me out almost every, literally every day. And he ended up, uh, passing away in like 2015 unexpectedly like 
it was it was it was devastating. So having both of them go bang bang like that, it was like you know, every every before every game, I pray to them. I take my nail in the back of the end zone. A lot of my family members know that this is this is who I'm praying to, and um, I'm thinking about them. And uh, I have a dog tag with their name on it that I wear in the game. I have a, uh, a a chain, a diamond chain that I wear to the game, and then I take that off and put my uh, my my dog tag on to you know make sure <laughs> the diamond chain don't get broke. But right. you know, obviously that's that's just one of the biggest things that keep me motivated, you know, that I have people looking over me and. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it goes so much deeper, you know? Um, <clears throat> so how, how hard is it to, uh, to keep that mentality? You know, I mean, you've been in this game for so long, right? A lot of guys burn out. Um, it's just what goes into keeping a consistent and clear mind every day. Um. One thing that uh, Chris Creighton preached when we were at, when I was at Eastern Michigan, uh, a younger guy actually said, he was like, you know, if you wake up every morning and before you hit your, uh, your feet at the ground and just say, I'm going to have a good day, you know, you're going to have a good day. Um, and then I reframed that. I said, change I got to, to I get to every morning. You know, if I have the, I get to mindset every morning, I'm going to attack the day with the right mindset. And I feel like it's, it's about how you start your day off almost like getting breakfast in the morning. You get breakfast in the morning, you're gonna, you know, you get your first meal, you're going to be feeling all right, and then you get lunch and dinner. So for me, it's just uh, that. Uh, I have bad times, but I have good people around me as far as, like, my parents. Uh, I got a, a very close friend back home, one of my childhood friends. He checks up on me, makes sure everything is straight, no matter what I'm going through. So I have a good good uh, support system. That's great, man. Um, now – Obviously, you just touched up on uh, on your faith. You know, you pray before every game. Uh, you said in that press conference um, that you gave all glory to God after your touchdown. Uh, just at what age did uh, did religion and faith start uh, start playing a big role in your life? Um, uh, I wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't say it. Just I feel like it was a maturity thing. Um, when I, when I got to Stony Brook, well, I, I went to church, um, a lot when I was at Eastern Michigan, uh, I was in a relationship and, uh, her grandparents were into, into church. So mm -hmm. they're, they're coming to church, they're coming to church. So I always went to church with them and okay. I enjoyed it. And then when I got to Stony Brook, my roommate was converting over. Um, he had did a lot of things in his past that he wanted to change and he ended up changing it, uh, going to church out here. So. Being here, I met a lot of a lot of great people uh, in the church uh, church house, and for me, it was more more or less just like a maturity thing. I won't say I'm like the biggest person on it because everybody makes mistakes, and um, I'm I'm not the, the greatest person in the world. But um, you know, I just I just know I feel like in a sense, it's God gave His battles to His strongest soldiers, and I know where I came from. I know where I come from, and the things I've been through, and Without God, you know, I probably would have just crashed over or something like that. So I know he's watching over me and he's putting me in these predicaments because he knows that I can come out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. Jeez. Uh, I wish I had that kind of uh, that strong. I wish I was that strong headed. Um, 
All right, now we're going to transition into the football team for this year. I've only got a couple questions about that. We're almost there, Cothel. Thank you for hanging strong with me. Um, so, you know, earlier we touched up on how how well it's going for you individually out there on the football field. Uh, having said that, team is off to an 0-2 start, 0-1 um, in the CAA. So what would you say is missing right now? And what do you guys have to do to turn it around quickly before the season gets away from you? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the biggest thing for us is just to take it uh, one, one day at a time. Um, last week, I feel like we started off our week slow uh, as far as working out, uh, practicing and things like that. And everything just took a turn um, as soon as we, you know, put our feet on the ground and started running by the end of the week. UMass was a good team. Um, they're FBS for a reason. We went out there and played as hard as we could. Yeah. Our defense uh, played very good, I would say, and uh, our offense. They they struggled at times, but I feel like they did as much as they could do. You know, you're going against an FBS opponent, and they're not going to let you just come into their house and, and, and do, you know, damage in that nature. But uh, for the rest of the year, I feel like we just got to all get on the same path. Um, one thing that teams – that you go against do is that uh, when guys start pointing fingers at the others at each other on the opposite team, like you can literally see a team break down because they get the pointing fingers and yeah. arguments happen on the line. And y'all are, listen, they're breaking down, bro. It's like, you know, one thing about us I say is that we really haven't had the, the, the problem with pointing the finger, you know, we, we all go out there and we play for one eleven. we do our job. And I feel like if that's the mindset, Every week, every day, I think that we 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 can we can finish this season on a strong note. Our coach tells us almost every day that you know you're one and one in the conference. It's, you had two games so far. It's not like you're zero and fourteen or whatever. You know, it's just been one game in the conference. So we got a, a good opponent in Richmond this week, and I think they're going to be a great matchup for us. Absolutely. Great match. Absolutely, you beat them last year. They're ranked now, so. Matter of fact, I think your first three CAA opponents are all ranked, right? Rhode Island, Richmond, and William and Mary. Just how important would it be to at least take one of them? You know, maybe gets you know that definitely gets you some national recognition. So, how important is it to walk away with the win? Um, for for us, it's just it's. I feel like every opponent is is honestly the same. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, Richmond. I know they're going to come in and they're going to want to beat us because of what we did to them last year at home. Um, it's protecting your house. Uh, they have a new new quarterback, I believe, a couple of different people, the uh, wide receiver side. And um, I think it's going to be a physical game. And then our offense, they got to stop us. We got new pieces that we just added in as far as Cook. And um, I feel like when he's back there, they got to stop him. So we, we, we can go toe for toe. And then William and Mary, they're a good team. Um, watched them a couple times on TV. They they look like they're about speed and option and stuff like that. So yeah, when we get to them, I think that they're going to be a good matchup for us. Also, we don't we we have fast guys in our defense side of the ball. So they think that yeah. if they think the option is going to be you know running around and doing this, now nah, you're going to have to find something different for us. But our our offense is is is, is coming together, and when it comes together, I think we're gonna we're gonna do damage for the rest of the year. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right, Carthel, we've got one more. That's it. We're at the end of the line right here. Um, last year in the NCAA, what's the long-term plan? You going pro? 
you gonna put your degree to good work what's on the horizon for you yeah this is this is one of the biggest questions for me right now that a lot of people ask me mm -hmm. um you know I'm, I'm just beyond grateful for the opportunities that i got now and the sky's the limit if i keep going at the pace that i go i just i tell myself every day i just gotta stay healthy i pray and i'm like god just keep looking over me just to make sure i stay healthy um a lot of guys see what I'm doing, and I honestly don't see it. Like, I, I go out there and I play. You said five and a half tackles. I had nine last year, and I have five right now. That's that's ridiculous. That's 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 crazy. And, uh, you know, for me, I just want to stay healthy. I know that the time is going to come where I might get the opportunity to, you know, uh, perform at the highest level. But that's, that's, that's really what I want to do. All of my eggs are in one basket. I want to continue to grind, continue to make this 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 program better. I want to get my masters. So it's a lot of things that's flying at me by December. And uh, you know, it's nothing that I can't handle. So the next level is what I'm trying to do. But taking it day by day, honestly. It's <laughs> all you to... can do, right? That's yeah. all you can do. Hey, Carthel, I appreciate you, man. I'd shake your hand if we were in person. I'll just give you a nice little salute. Yes, sir. Yes, my sir. guy, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming down. Thank you for helping us uh, achieve liftoff. Uh, we appreciate you. And good luck out there. Good luck this Saturday at Richmond. We'll see you when we see you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good one. You too.